I was 13 years old when the Court of Owls first took me to the Metropolitan Terminal, the abandoned train station on the edge of Gotham. As we walked into the building, brushing off the cobwebs, they told me the story of its former glory. The court had built the Metropolitan in the late 1800s to control those who would come to and leave their city. Their targets would think themselves on the verge of freedom only to be snatched up through the ceilings of the train cars when they tried to leave. Within a few decades, Alan Wayne's Union Station would make the Metropolitan obsolete. It would eventually close its doors. As they led me into the dark secret heart of the station, I wondered why they would tell me a failure of this grand scale. I saw the truth in room after room of maps and photos, the secrets of their Gothamite that ever across their path. The true nature of their power wasn't an assassin in a train car, it was Gotham itself. They had built the city into a trap no one could escape. This was meant to make me feel like I was a part of something greater, but it would take on a different meaning the moment I decided to run. My name is Calvin Rose. I was once the Court of Owls' most powerful assassin, the talent. And if there's one thing I've learned, that if you're going to spring a trap, you're going to have to come at it from a different angle. That's taken from Talon, written by Scott Snatter, James Tinian, December 2012. You listen to Harris Home Base Podcast, episode 63. What is happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode. This is Rich. This is Mark. This is uh, Squeaky Rob. Hello. Squeaky Rob. I think this is so like I... the third episode that I don't have a voice. <laughs> it must be a yearly thing with you. So I, I have six episodes, six issues of Talon. I only read the one. I don't want to read the other ones because they're not consecutive. I have one, sure. six, nine, 13, 14, you know? So I'm going to wait until I get the rest of them to read them. So listeners, the Mark, so good. Oh my God. Mark uh, found himself... Some a dollar bin deal. Dollar I'd bin buy deal that for a dollar. So, it is that time. Uh, this past weekend, the Wagner twins asc- ascended or descended, ascended, ascended to New York City to meet up with Mark, and we went to New York City Comic Con for the millionth time. Shall we uh, go over what we thought, how we thought it went? And then we'll get into some news and we can just wrap this puppy. This is just going to be like a con review for all three of us, not just Mark this time. Well, I'll start because I don't know if I'm going to be able to talk later. I once again am reminded that uh, Mark is stronger than me because I'm not (laughs) built for New York City. My feet still hurt. Uh, my legs still hurt. Uh, Just a lot of walking. Mark was a little frustrated this time because we had major subway train issues and i couldn't tell that he was frustrated because i just felt like this is something that he deals with on a regular basis yeah go figure but he executed it flawlessly but mark what was going on in your mind i was just like this is bullshit we should be out here already why is this taking so long all this extra walking yeah that's what i was thinking i will say though we Made the mistake of going an hour early last time where we had to be stuck in the in the cow chute for 30 minutes or whatever before they opened the showroom. With our delays on the train, I feel like we walked right in and we didn't have to wait, nothing. 
and we just did our thing. Yep, I think that's accurate. Um, let's just go around. Rob, favorite part, and what is your overall grade? Go. Huh, well, um, honestly, I think my favorite part was getting Snyder's signature on the Batman book I got last year. Um, also got a poster that Mark also should have purchased. Mm-hmm. Um, a print. Amazing. A print. Um, so I got uh, both um, both of them to sign that. But honestly, the highlight <laughs> for me was watching Mark pose with all of the horror movie people. <laughs> like, my favorite part is it does not matter how many people are around. He will tackle a two-year-old child to get the picture opportunity. <laughs> and yep. his facial expressions are just epic. Just epic. Like we were waiting in line to get Snyder uh his autograph and um artist alley and Mark is in line. He's like, Wait, I gotta get this picture. And the people in front of us are like, Everybody has one of those friends, man. I'm like, we've got one. His name's Mark, and he's amazing. And the best part is like, act like you're killing me. you gotta get to pose so how many jasons did you get a picture with let's see uh and mark will post them on the official heroes home base facebook page i don't even know if he goes on facebook that much anymore he usually just does instagram one i think just two no you did got a freddie and a michael myers too right i got or it was mostly michael myers i got four i got five michael myers (laughs) dang (laughs) i got five michael myers and two Jason and one Jason and Freddie. Yeah. It's hilarious. So it was just hilarious watching Mark do his thing. So that's my was that was one of my favorite parts too. Um <laughs> I don't want to make fun of Mark, but when he's impatient, he's hilarious. Yes. <sighs> um Move <laughs> He had some choice words for people. Um but so yeah, honestly, I didn't really have any thrill of the hunt this time but it was fun to see mark have a good time in the dollar bins um yeah so that's probably my favorite we have plenty of time for uh some negatives but that's that's where i'll say how about you rich so i was a pig in shit like the minute we walked in the door we said let's go check out artist alley and immediately uh we found the board found out where everybody was that i wanted to see and i'll just make got to finally meet Dan Jurgens, Death of Superman, 90s Superman uh, writer and artist. And I got him to sign Superman 75, and I got him to sign uh, his first issue on Action Comics Rebirth, which I miss him on that. Then went to... Hold on. What yeah. Superman 75 did you manage to get your hands on? Oh, okay. Rob and I bought Superman 75, the black bag, bloody S. Uh, years ago at a con but it wasn't sealed and it was so in this bag it had like an armband it had a a, the whole retailers poster that a lot of the funeral poster yeah where all the heroes are escorting the casket and it had like a, um, a daily planet news bulletin in it but we never had it sealed so the night before, I called Jeff at World's Greatest, or I I messaged him. I, I didn't call him, but I messaged him and said, hey, do you guys have a Superman 75 sealed? 
and got right back to me and said, yep, we do. And we're running our 30% off uh, green dot and it's a green dot book and it's regularly 25 bucks. So you can get it for 12 bucks. So I ran over there, got it. So I have a signed sealed black bag with Dan Jurgen's signature on it. So after that, uh, went and saw Ram V, the guy who's writing detective comics right now, but he just wrote the miniseries, the 16 part miniseries of Swamp Thing that I loved. So I got his signature, didn't wait at all. He was just talking to somebody, walked right up. He signed two books. I said, I appreciate his storytelling and booked it. Then we saw our past guest, Mr. Bob Hall. Bob Hall. He was there sketching and selling stuff. And uh, we gave him the official Heroes Home Base podcast hat. And we probably passed him three other times. And he wore the hat the whole time we were there. He looked good in that hat, too. He sure did. Uh, then I bit the bullet and said, I'm getting James Tiny in signatures this year. I didn't I didn't get him last year. Went. What did we wait in line? Maybe 15 minutes? Yeah, it wasn't long. So I finally got my foil, like, local comic shop, uh, number one, Something's Killing the Children, signed by him. And uh, whether the artist, who was sitting basically right next to him, got that signed got his first issue of or the first issue of punchline from when he was writing batman and his new current image title the closet got him to sign that and then i got a limited edition print uh signed by weather the artist and beautiful then we that's the those were all the signatures that i got i i did have bob hall sign his um armed and dangerous book that he was bragging about when we were talking to him but then we waited we waited what an hour an hour for scott snyder yeah about that so mark take it away buddy and then we can start digging into how we felt it was you know i i was really pleased i got i came home with about 14 books i got a lot of good ones that were on my list that were not as expensive as in at previous cons like for example in denver uh or at uh WinterCon. Yeah, what was that one Power Man book you got? Oh, I'm so excited. Power Man in Denver, it was like $350. And I couldn't find it at any other con, but this particular one with Black Goliath, uh, I got it. It was $15, but I got it for $12. What? Yeah. What's that special? It was $350. $350. Why? Why was he selling it for that? Uh, It was Black Goliath, who is like a kind of a rare kind of uh deep cuts cuts character in power man so it's like two black superheroes in one comic i think it had a lot to do with it um and so that's why that particular issue is i love the cover i absolutely love the cover and it's luke cage power man and another one that i got because chris claremont and john byrne did iron fist the entire run of iron fist it then became power man and iron fist they became the duo they became a team in issue 50. And so I was looking for that, couldn't find it anywhere. I found it here in New York Conf, and I got it for $18. Heck That's yeah. a Chris and John Byrne book. And they just, oh, you know, John Byrne, nobody does the 70s like him. And it's just such, such an awesome book. This has been Mark Mazak's John Byrne Corner for episode 63. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then I hit the dollar boxes, just looking, not really. I, I, and I also, backtrack here i got number 655 and 658 of the batman from first appearances of damian wayne gotcha so i need 656 and 657 i pray i can find it at 
at Baltimore. Um, Baltimore Con. And I got two kind of weren't on my list issues of um, X-Men, issues eight and nine, where Bishop joins the team. Um, I found one of the issues Issue nine, I believe it is, is where um, it's taken from, they got that inspiration from X-Men 97 from the cartoon. Yeah. The issue where Gambit goes back to New Orleans and deals with his wife, Bella Donna. And so I see where they got inspiration from that episode from, because it's, it's taken from this issue, I believe. And then I found Talon, which everybody knows how much I love the Court of Owls storyline. And I didn't know that they did Scott Snyder and James Tynion did a whole 16 issue run of story called Talent. And as I read in the beginning, uh, issue from number one, it's about a guy, Calvin, who defected from the Court of Owls. Nice. And this is happening right after the Night of the Owls run. So all the owls are out. And remember the Night of the Owls run? So this yeah. is taking like maybe yeah. like a couple days after. Nice. This is happening. So, and as you can see, if you look at the top, it's Arrow. New television series <laughs> 10 years ago. So 10, 10 years Arrow ago. turned 10 years old this year. Wow. So, yeah. So I can't... Oh, those Batman issues were... Oh, my gosh. Oh, those, that Batman. I can't wait to get those two issues because that completes, you know, this first appearance. And it's just so good. It's so good, those Batman issues. The talent, I can't... I haven't read the rest of them, but I can't wait to read them. Um, and nobody in New York had escaped from New York. But we yeah, did run, run into my boy, Ruben, who said that he would bring them. He took a picture of me holding Escape from New York. He said that he would remember. He said he didn't have all of them, but he said that he would bring them. So I, I, a part of me, he said that he would remember, and I'm going to trust that, but I still have two weeks until Baltimore. But a part of me wants to call Zap Comics and be like, listen, is Ruben there? If so, I need you to pass him a message and tell him. Yeah, uh, It's funny because Mark asked every comic book vendor the few that were there held up that book. It says, do you have this? Uh, no, immediately they knew that they didn't have it. And one smart ass was like, I've been trying to escape from New York for the past two days. And Mark's Don't like, quit your day job. not funny. I wasn't laughing. I was like, <laughs> don't so comic book wise for me uh i did round off my i did meet my goal of getting issues 42 through 49 of the saga of swamp thing alan moore's run i, I think i'm gonna I, I like i said i'm gonna cut it off at 50 because after that i, I kind of lost interest a little bit not that the story was bad but it wasn't my favorite story arc that he did but I got all those books. I finally found uh, Todd McFarlane toy extra large Swamp Thing action figure that's now currently placed right here on my desk. And uh, that was my last find. I did get a cool-ass retro Dark Side t-shirt. And then I'll let Rob talk about the other uh, memorabilia that we went and found. Which part? The, the official? Yeah. So Rich and I were sitting in the airport Friday morning. And we were going through the uh, official Comic-Con memorabilia. And I'm not going to lie, like last year, 80% of it is garbage. Just straight garbage. I think they but were trying to go look. for like some like old school, like American traditional tattoo type of thing. But it was like it executed was garbage. really bad. It go was ahead, garbage. Sorry. And I didn't look closely. I'm like, Rich, I don't know what these are. And they're little <laughs> squares that are actually CGC grade cards. Yep. And they had a 10, which you never see a 9.8, 
and a point five. Rob's and looking at me like, like oh "What is this? God. Like these shirts are so stupid! Like look at this. What is this? Well, like, Why would you I didn't buy even this? See the CGC <laughs> in the in the label. He's like, "Oh my God, dude! They're CGC grades. I got to get my hands on a point five. And I'm like, "Well." I was thinking about the 9.8, but we're identical twins. So if he's a 0.5, I guess I got to get a 0.5. So it literally says poor 0.5 off white pages. <laughs> so we're both poor condition, poor, poor graded CGC comics, I guess you could say. Was there something else, Rich? No, like I, Rob and I are waiting in line to get the, the, in the official line and Mark is starting to unwind a little bit about the delays with the train. He's like, um, I'm feeling a little sore. I'm going to go late. I'm going to go sit down by these trash cans. And he hmm. cracked me the f up, just like waving. He's like, Rich. Sitting in between these two trash cans. <laughs> and, then, and then when we were looking, he's like, Rob, Rob, Rich. <laughs> Everybody's looking at him like, what the f is wrong with this guy? He's like laying by the trash can shouting people. And then I saw, I was like, I saw somebody dress as Snake Plissken. I was like, Snake! <laughs> and I had to get up. I had to move the trash can out of my way to get up. <laughs> Snake Plissken turns around. He's like, is this trash can talking to me? Uh, like, Snake. Uh, and I took on my escape from New York. He's like, yeah, I'm Snake Plissken. I'm like, that's so awesome. I was like, I've been looking for escape from New York. He's like, yeah, that's so cool. He's like, how long ago did that come out? I'm like, 2014. He's like, yeah, that's cool. I'm like, yeah, enjoy the con. I've never seen anybody dress up as him before. But I was like, that's so cool. And so, yeah. Okay. And then I well, sat back well, down in between my trash cans. Mark is always taking pictures of cosplay, even if it's not a uh, slasher film. Uh, villain that he's got to get murdered by let's let's do like a quick go around what was one of the best and one of the worst cosplays that you saw I, I think i'll start it off with so this probably four foot eight really really pudgy guy no offense against him not trying to body shame or anything was dressed as john mcclain from die hard and it was straight whack like he had like the, the wife beater with holes in it like the frayed pants and had a machine gun. I was like, is that supposed to be John McClane? Like maybe you should have gone as Danny DeVito from twins, but he was so short. I didn't see him. <laughs> I was like, there goes John McClane. Uh, that was probably my worst cosplay that I think I saw. And, um, not to mention the girls with their asses hanging out. I'm like, Jesus Christ, you just need an excuse to show your ass off. Um, but there were some really good ones. I thought, there, of course, there was always Spider-Man's, but there was hardly any. I don't think I saw any Harley Quinns this time. Thank God. Yeah, um, the novelties weren't off. No. Um, I don't think the. I think I was more annoyed that the Spider-Man's were just like Amazon twenty-dollar costumes. I'm like, come on right. now. If you're gonna go to Comic Con, like, we got people making Batman costumes that took them eight hundred hours. Like that on. was gonna be my number one pick. That costume was amazing. Mark got a picture of that. We'll have to put that up. It was like a God I'm trying to electro think electro plumber Batman. <laughs> it was badass, man. Yeah. That was badass. So those are my picks. My pick was the picture I got with uh that took of uh, the juggernaut. Yeah. <laughs> that was Sean a good picture. <laughs> Sean Patterson will appreciate this. You need to go on YouTube and look up I'm the Juggernaut Bitch. And it's this dude voicing over the uh, 90s cartoon where he's just like, I'm the Juggernaut Bitch. <laughs> Sorry. 
Didn't mean to cut you off. No, that was uh, that was probably one of my favorites, and also the um. You got a really good Red Hood one. Yeah, yeah, sad. those two, those two were my favorites. Yeah, those two were good. No trashy ones. No, but we did see that one guy dressed as Batman again. Remember when we were leaving? <laughs> same <laughs> costume. I was like, is that the same dude from last year? Out of all the thousands and thousands of people there, we run into him. I'm like, that still looks like the Batman Forever Batman costume from last year. Wasn't he Robin the year before? Yes. Oh, uh, maybe you're right. you're right. He was Robin from Batman Forever. He was Robin from Batman. And this year he's this year he, he was Robin. This year he was Batman. Yeah. You're right, yep. Rob. That's even more impressive that he looks the same in a completely different costume. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> shit. I was a little mad we didn't see Chester Cheeto this year. Yeah. We did see a couple where's Waldos. <laughs> Yeah, we did. I took a picture of one. That's fine. But as we, we, Con really didn't take off for me until the last maybe two hours when yeah. we were able to find aisle 3300 with all the comic book vendors in it. Because yeah. that Con, as we found out from, as I found out from Ruben, that they're, they, it's under a new ownership this year. And so they screwed a lot of the older guys out. Yeah. And that they're leaning more towards a fan expo and not an actual comic convention which really bothers me you know because it's right down the street from me you know being here in new york and it's not what it used to be you know but there, now there's there's WinterCon, but that's also that like i said they only have about five vendors but then there's big apple con which is right at the corner there that new yorker hotel yeah which i can go to that's all books that's all books how many times have you even gone to that one yet? No, I've never been to that one. But okay. that's all books because I YouTubed it in last year, this year, when they were there, it was all books. Books, 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 all books. So I'll go to them next year. So we didn't really, maybe maybe we couldn't find a comic book vendors because Rob made a good point. We didn't read our, our uh, wizard survival guide. It's like tradition for the three of us to read this stupid article. But we always do the number one rule we we always walk the showroom floor like we just want to get a lay of the land we made a couple stops here and there it took us what two two hours maybe three hours to walk the whole thing and clearly we didn't because we didn't find the comic book vendors until after we sat down and ate lunch well i think to be honest i think they shifted the comic books down farther than what they usually were yeah. Like they were usually right off the escalator and they weren't this year. They were like two aisles farther down to so the I right. Think, yeah. It was like to the right, two extra like rows. And I think that kind of threw everything off because every time I've been, they're like right as you get off the escalator. And that wasn't the case this time. Well, and we also noticed that ever since the first time, uh, Kim and I went with Mark. They had the one end of the Javits Center shut down and and uh, under construction or expansion, and it was open. So it, it may have been a little bit longer, but it, it, Mark hit it on the head. They're just turning this into a fan expo, but not just. I'm not saying that pop culture has no relevance in this, but there was prime real estate that was just nothing but computer PC farms. There was probably easily like 150 gaming computers set up. And then they had vendors around that, that was like, you know, get your custom mouse, get your, build your keyboard. Like, don't they have an electronic expo for that? And I'm not saying anything bad about, you know, gamers cause I'm all for it. But like, 
we're just taking the comic right out of the Comic Con name here at this point. So that was a little frustrating. It's not well, really a Comic Con. It's not right. What I noticed was some of the booths were larger than life. Like they were like standalone buildings just taking up real estate and it ate up a lot of the showroom floor. I'm like, what is like, why are we wasting? Like there was a fudge company there that took up like three standard like vendor space. I'm like a fudge company on the showroom floor. Like what? What? Like, this was the first year, this? though, that like, I I did notice that it was almost like they had little tiny concession stands periodically on the outskirts of the of the showroom floor. So yeah, you're it, right. It was kind of you know we didn't really take advantage of that because we always prepare and and have snacks and food and drink. But like it would have been cool to like you know you just stopped here. Let me go over here and grab a beer. Let me go over here and grab a drink. Like that was convenient. Like I don't have anything against that. But like they had like right there an artist alley, out of nowhere, there's like this guy selling protein cookies. I'm like, what is this shit? <laughs> like, and the thing is now the comic book vendors that are there, I their books are unorganized. There are no title dividers. I don't know what I'm searching through. I didn't know I was going to find Talon. I mean, that's nice and all, but how often does that happen? All their wall books are so expensive. Who's buying that? I want the story before that story, so I could, that leading into that story. You know what I'm saying? And it's just none of that. Yeah. Well, and you know, yeah, there's probably like maybe four that actually had organized stuff, and one of those was an asshole. So I hate buying from him. I didn't. I don't think I bought a single book from him this year. The year I bought, I bought my X Men 101, Rob. Remember we went to all those vendors. Remember that? Yep. There's de- there's probably there was probably about seven in the entire Javits Center the whole time we were there. And a lot my of them. First um, time going. My go first ahead. time going. It was at least two rows of comic book vendors, from the front to the back. Like yeah, it went all the way to the back. I think that predominantly there there still is the staple of the vintage like golden age books that are just I don't even look at them. Like, and there, I have nothing against it, but I don't go to New York Comic Con to buy a $1,500, $1,200 book. Uh, Rob did see his potential Holy Grail here in the future from Ruben's booth. Uh, what was that? Batman 232. There was a, a 7.0 for 580. And a, uh, but that wasn't CGC graded. So that was an open book. And then he had one that was matted for, um, I think it was closer to 700 mm. Just way too much money for a comic book. Yeah, you can save up for it. At least I you got, got a target. Th- I got more things I could spend $580 on. Yeah. My big get is uh, X-Men number 10, first appearance of Kazar. But that book is like $500. It's like, I'm like, and I actually sent a message to Zap on Instagram. I'm like, is there any way I can get that issue for $100 or less? And they're like, it depends on the condition. I'm like, well, no that shit. Makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, can, well, that can makes you, sense. Can you find me a twelve dollar a corners missings just so I can have the book and read it? I'd spend eighty. I'd spend even a hundred, but I'm not spending more than that. I mean, because yeah. ours that's nice and all, but it ain't like it's a first appearance. Of, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on. <laughs> um, all in all, I, I gave this con a seven. I gave it a six. I give it a 7.5 because Mark found some stuff in the dollar bin. Okay, I'll give it a 7 because I found some stuff in the dollar bin. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Um, so Mark will be going to Baltimore Con 
next in two weeks, and this might change our whole entire con going forward. Like we may not go back to New York because of the comics that are no longer there. And if Baltimore turns out to be what the rumors are that it is, then maybe we'll just wait a couple more weeks and maybe plan to start doing Baltimore from now on. So could this have been your last time in New York? I doubt it, but well, Oh wait, wait, one other thing. So something that happens every time we go, Mark is a avid restaurant desserts hunter. And he found a new diner on uh, uh, Instagram. On Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. Really good breakfast, really good coffee. So just throwing that out there. We had a different. What was what was it called? Uh, Penelope Cafe. Penelope Cafe. Penelope Cafe. It Where was really was it good. Located. It was in Murray Hill on Lexington and twenty eighth. Tenth. Or yeah, Lexington, so... Lexington and thirtieth. It was slamming. It was slamming, and it really wasn't that expensive. So if you're ever in the big city, check it out for sure. So that was New York City Comic Con 2022 for us. Um, hopefully, this next episode. Or we'll hear Mark's review of Baltimore. Uh, what can we try to? Who are you going to try to see? Or is there anybody that you're going to try to see? And anything? There's nobody there I want to see. Bob Hall's going to be there, but we haven't seen him already. Uh, Jim Lee is charging four million dollars to look at you. Um, <laughs> Walt and Louise Simonson are going to be there, but I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Wade, I think is going to, no, not Mark Wade. I think Mark Wade is going to be there, but that's it. Oh yeah. We forgot to say this. We, th- we, on the website, it said that Jeff Loeb was going to be there. And then when we got there, he wasn't listed in artist alley or anything. And he wasn't on the app. He wasn't, uh, anywhere. So that sucked. Uh, before we wrap it, Mark, you got to tell the story of when we were looking for the print, uh, protectors for Rob's Talon uh, print and my Something's Killing the Children. So run that one. Go. So we went to this stand, this vendor that was selling, you know, protectors for posters and uh, prints and things. And I went up to this guy. I said, excuse me. I said, are you, did you guys sell bags and pours? And I was like, oh my God, it's Rob Lightfeld. I'm like, I'm so sorry, <laughs> Mr. Lightfeld. I thought you worked. He's like, no, I'm not with them. My table is just over here. I'm like, he's like, but they're over there. I'm like, oh, okay. Thanks, Mr. Lightfeld. Bye. <laughs> Rob Lightfeld, creator of Deadpool, I thought was a clerk. <laughs> Selling backboards. Selling back. bags and boards. <laughs> he absolutely was not. <laughs> All right. Oh, and also, I'm listening to an, a new podcast called Marvel's Wastelanders Doom, and mm-hmm. it's all about Doctor Doom, and it's set in the future, starring Valeria Richards, daughter of Susan and Reed Richards, and nice. they go over, they're, they're going against Claw, Ulysses Claw, and there's, uh, you know, the fantastic car and they're talking about Hulk and she Hulk and battling the Avengers and like, it's so set in the future. So Marvel has these pockets, Marvel Wastelanders, Hawkeye, Black Widow and uh, Wolverine had two podcasts that I listened to. And it's the Marvel is doing an awesome job with this podcast. I really like it a lot. And I'm also listening to the Batman audio adventures. Yeah. Where it's like set into like the 1940s, you know, or 1930s sitting by radio, you know. So that's really cool too. So I've been listening to that on the way into work. Nice. 
So I have you guys read all your books? Um, before I even left, I had uh, I I'm not gonna have a richest pull for this episode. I have read quite a few books uh, last couple of days, but I have Rich's pick from Rich's poll that I'll I'll go over here after we get done talking about all the news. Um, that I thought was really, really good. I've got a bunch of news. Did you guys have anything, or you just want to have a discussion about all the stuff that I pulled? <laughs> uh, Titans season four comes out November third. Yes, yes. I uh, sent you the preview that I watched muted, and I haven't actually watched it with the volume on. But what is it? It looks badass. Yeah, I, I can't wait to watch it. Did you see that preview, Rob? I think I watched about half of it. I've I haven't even made it out of season one of Titans. So. Oh my god, you need to get on that I keep shit. Keep falling asleep. I need to watch it when I'm not in bed. So, yeah. Okay, so the first news that I have is Zack Snyder's Justice League is finally getting a theatrical release because Kevin Smith bought a theater in New Jersey and he's going to put it on the big screen there. So, Mark, go get a ticket and. Uh, Take a train ride down and let me know what it looks like on the big screen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. So on the same same kind of note, this is from Fandom Wire. Uh, Joe Maganello reportedly returning as Deathstroke alongside Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck. Fans are convinced Batman versus Deathstroke happening soon. So, like, uh, did he even have more than a cameo as Deathstroke? Uh, no, but right. I thought thought the suit was badass uh i i don't know dude like i I think that we need to give some of these castings a a chance for sure other things from new york it looks like because uh tom wellings was there i thought michael rosenbaum was there but he was not but tom wellings uh kristen krook and why am i why is lois slipping my mind erica durance daddy lex and daddy lex john glover um it was randomly on the showroom floor outside. Underneath a lamp. <laughs> Underneath a pole. Cracking a crack alley. His name his poster was like taped up with duct tape. <laughs> He's like, Oh, I'm done with all my signings. I'm just gonna go find a place to camp out. Um but I don't know if you've seen this, Rob. You were a huge supernatural supernatural fan and what is it, like a prequel show now, the Winchesters. Looks like Tom Wellings is going to be on the Winchesters. He's playing um, Mitch Palugi's younger self. So, um, which was what Sam and Dean's great grandfather or grandfather? Just grandfather. Okay. Yeah, it's their mom's dad. Nice. Yep. I think that's pretty cool. They, they there is a resemblance, so I think that works just for nice. looks. Anyway. And he has a relationship with the CW. Yeah. Yep. And he has a relationship to Supernatural since Jensen Eggles started on Smallville for yep. 15 episodes or whatever. I Got wonder what... No, mind you, Supernatural. I was reading that, you know, when a show ends, depending upon the contract, the actor gets residuals mm-hmm. every year. But I heard an actor say every year that check gets smaller and smaller as time, you know, mm-hmm. goes on. So it's been 10 years since Smallville. So I wonder what his check Well, Because Michael Rosenbaum has said often, you know, it's because of Smallville that I've been able to, you know, now do this podcast and now I'm doing a podcast and we get 
revenue from that. And something. And he was on, Michael Rosenbaum was on it for seven seasons. Michael, you know, Tom Welling was on it from beginning to end. Like Terry Hatcher, she was on uh, Lewis and Clark for four years. I don't know if she gets residuals from that, but uh, Desperate Housewives, at one point, she was one of the highest paid actresses in Hollywood. She, I, I Wikipedia her. She's making $285,000 an episode. So I wonder what, I just, I just made me curious. That's all. How how old was that show? That show went off the air like what twelve years ago? What? Desperate Housewives. Uh, ten years ago, it went from two thousand four to two thousand twelve. Back to comic book news. So Superman books. I know we had a conversation, or at least I went on a tangent probably four or five episodes ago about the current state of the Superman books. Action Comics looks like it's going to get a shot in the arm a little bit. Super Clark is back from War World, which I already talked about, but they discontinued the Superman title for the son of Kal-El, John Kent storyline that was all in the, all the rage in the news and just garbage book. Sales sucked. So they've officially canceled that. Shocker. Wasn't that the one that Tom King said was going so well? Oh, yeah, yeah. So they've canceled it, but then they're going to renew it as The Adventures of Superman John Kent, which is as a miniseries, and it's Tom Taylor again. So, like, okay, so this, you know, your virtue-signaling bullshit book that sucked ass has flopped because nobody, you know, you're going to pander to people that aren't even going to support your vision and support your book. Canceled. And now it's going to get like a mini series. So when the f are we just going to bring back the Superman title and just Here's what I I'll just say this. I've thought about this. Because, you know, Paul Jenkins was in my mind when I was raking up nuts in the backyard. Like, god, the Superman title sucks. Like, how why can't they just listen to people like him when he said just write good stories? Like when Bendis aged up John and then he's a teenager and all this blah, blah, blah. Like he was a young kid with Damian Wayne, the Super Sons. It was a cool ass book. It was fun. It was almost like the old Young Justice book that we used to read back in the day. Mm -hmm. I wish that like this Jonathan Kent, this older version was like, I don't know, a like Parasite somewhere that like a shapeshifter. And little John is still out there in space, like in prison somewhere, and they need to bring him back. Get rid of this. Nobody cares. And I, but I like the family aspect of Lois, Clark, and John. Like I like the family in the stories. It's just nobody wants nobody wants to read this. Like I, like I said, I'm not talking politics. I'm not talking political agenda. But this was seriously like social justice woke. F and pandering so take a hint stop ruining titles for people that don't even read them that's all i'm gonna say so that was the news on uh, the superman front everybody <laughs> nothing much has changed nothing much has changed but it could look like it could get a shot in the arm after this miniseries i don't know how many issues it's gonna be but yeah i won't be reading it uh, so that's all the news that I had, I think. Let me make sure I didn't skip over anything. I feel like I'm missing something. No? I think that was all the stuff that I had. Did you guys have anything? I'm good. Uh, no. Um, so I know we uh, it was going to be an exclusive uh, Comic-Con discussion with some news, but I picked a book that I purchased from Michael Brancroft. Um, I watched a YouTube video of him associated with the Comics Gate company like i look at the comic skate guys as the new edition the like the new marvel guys 
that left to start image so it's independent creators you know they're doing a lot of of uh, kickstarters to kickstart their books and this one really gravitated towards me because you know we had just watched uh, sandman and it has to do with a lot of dreams and stuff it's called the lucent waking dream and uh, i got it and i read it and it was awesome dude like i, I i'm really glad i supported it he's working on the second the new one's called uh, Painted Death, so I, I, I don't know if he's still crowdfunding it, but I'm telling you, man, like the independence stories and stuff like that is where it's at right now. So I'll have to let you, you check a, it out. Do you have an update on, didn't you do a, a Kickstarter for Jenkins? Uh, the Fairy Quest Kickstarter was, I mean, I should have those books, but because of COVID... Um, whole lot of uh delays with printing he had to shell out a lot of his own money for it um i'm still waiting on him i'm still waiting on the package to show up i mean i guess i could i think the last email i got from him was the beginning of september so yeah uh speaking of him cxc was this past weekend uh jeff smith's uh cartoon crossroads columbus expo i did talk to matthew clickstein he was there. They talked about his book, which we should plug. It was See It San Diego. It is a beautiful book. I'm going to dig into it when I go to the beach next week and really looking forward to reading that. But yeah, CXC was this past weekend. And I know our past guest, um, Steve Hammaker, was there uh, doing, I don't know if he's selling his Plox 2 book yet or not. But so. Yeah, I'll definitely have to let you read this book, Rob. It was an easy read. It was really good. The artwork is stunning in it, and it's kind of like if you like the dreams and stuff like that. It's yeah. it's it was a it was a really good fast read, and it's thick too. Because I mean, if you're gonna self publish and get a crowd funded program going, it shouldn't it should be more than you know the standard twenty two pages or whatever it is nowadays. Well, guys, it was great talking to you. Even though Rob, you can't talk. I had yeah. a blast. I had a blast at con, even though we didn't have as many comic vendors. We got a lot of cool shit, a lot of good memories always. Um, so I'm looking forward to. Oh, Black Adam comes out on the 21st. Uh, Next Friday. Herb reached out to me, so I feel like we need to have like another Doctor Doug's movie review corner and have her back on the show, and we'll do like the whole review of Black Adam because the whole gang do the whole gang again and i hope to god i hope to god there's a superman cameo i really do so oh that's that's that's... i sent you something on on instagram i want actually i want you to look at it right now actually what is it it's jim lee attended the black yes i saw that i saw that yeah did I sent it to you? That's incredible. That I we always knew Jim Lee was talented for for him to do that on the spot, on somebody's T-shirt. Mm-hmm. That solidified it for me. That was incredible. I, I I'm looking forward to it. Are you gonna go see it? Yeah, I'll see it next Friday. Okay, so I'm I'm hoping and praying that there's a Superman cameo because I know, like, I've read a bunch of articles of. The Rock is heads, you know, his goal is to have a Superman Black Adam fight, which would just be fucking epic. I mean, DC really fed up. I mean, we should have had three Henry Cavill Superman movies by now. You know what I mean? He is such a good Superman. He is. Um, so, yeah. 
Uh, awesome episode, guys. Always a pleasure. Until next time, don't forget to bag your board. This is Rich. This is Mark. Uh, this is Squeaky Rob. Um, Appreciate you listening. Later, guys. All right. Peace, boys. Bye. Thank you, as always, for listening and supporting this RMR production. Boom. I sound retarded. I can't read. Oh, my God. That's fine. I can cut it. Welcome to another episode. This is Rich. This is Mark. (laughs) Rob's muted. Damn it. I'm wait for the sirens to pass. You can hear that. (laughs) Can you hear that? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Live from New York Comic Con 2022. Only been here about an hour and a half, and already in good shape. We hit Artist Alley first. Hit up our good old buddy Bob Hall. Got a signature on Armed and Dangerous. Gave him his official Heroes Home Base podcast hat. Got three signatures from James Tinian and got my Swamp Thing signed by Ram V. Super excited. We're going to come back and get Scott Snyder's signature for Mark and Rob. And Mark is going to get his Iron Fist signed by Chris Claremont. Reporting live from Comic-Con. Hi. It's Rob. I'm currently laying on a concrete floor and the corner of the Javits Center where there are exactly 2.35 comic book vendors. Uh, Even ones that we don't like to see aren't here. Um, The PC gaming has taken a pretty big slice of the comic book real estate. Um, Did manage to get some Comic-Con merch. They didn't have the mug I wanted. They were sold out. But uh, Rich and I are rocking a solid .5 GCG shirt. And uh, I I was going to get a 9.8, but we're identical twins, so I didn't want to lie. So I wanted to go with a .5. I I did get another mug and a pretty cool Comic-Con beer glass. Rich and I have together purchased one comic book. Some obscure Batman, New 52, number 40. Um, We're getting old, I'll tell you that much. I don't think my body's ever hurt this much. Mark's already taken three naps by the recycling bins. Um, A lot of great costumes, as always. Um, Yeah. Hey guys, this is Mark at New York Comic Con 2022. So far, I've picked up about four books. There really aren't as many comic book vendors here at New York Comic Con. It's a little sad. There's lots of uh, merchandise. 
lots of t-shirts, lots of artwork, but not a whole lot of comics. And a lot of them don't have a large selection. They're not very organized at all whatsoever. So it makes it hard to find your books. But we're here. We're having a good time. We're together. Boys doing our thing. Just checking in with you. We'll check in with you a little bit later. Bye.